It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of the Good Life Radio Podcast. A beautiful night here in the greatest city in the world, Wednesday, the 25th day of June, 2014. Phone number, as always, 607-203-5330. For as long as I can remember, the MPA draft has always held a special place in my heart. First off, I get to watch my New York Knicks screw it up year after year. I don't have enough time to go over all the blunders in the past 10 to 12 years. Michael Wright, Eric Chenoweth, Mike Sweetney over David West, Chandon Fry over Danny Granger, Ronaldo Balkman, Marty Collins, Jordan Hill over Brandon Jennings, and who can forget the uh, infamous Frederick Weiss. Secondly, because I get to go to the draft and watch all my Kentucky boys get drafted. Everyone knows my obsession and love affair with the University of Kentucky. I travel all over the country, go to all the games, obsess about high school prospects. I live and die with that team. The past few years have been as bountiful as ever, especially on draft day. The best was a couple of years ago. Anthony Davis goes number two. Michael Kidd Gilchrist goes number – sorry, Anthony Davis goes one. Kidd Gilchrist goes two. The funny thing about that draft, a few years ago, you would have bet your mortgage that this guy's name would have been among them. Today's guest has had a rocky journey to where he is today, but I fully expect him to have a career in the NBA. And tomorrow night, hopefully, his name gets called. So without further ado, I would like to welcome the number one ranked center coming out of high school, 6'11", the gazelle, Novell Pell. Let me get Novell on the phone right now. Hey, Novell, you there, my brother? Hey, I'm here, man. <laughs> the gazelle, I like that. I lo- of course, man. Welcome to the show. I really appreciate you taking a few minutes out, and I'm glad we were texting back and forth forever. I'm glad you finally got to call in, man. What's going on? Nothing much, nothing much. Just got home from a from a long day. Now just enjoying like I, my dinner. Like I said hmm? during the introduction, I go to the draft because of the Knicks and Kentucky, and this year I'm going to go there because of you. I grew up in New uh-huh. York City, and when you signed with St. John's, I immediately start, started following your career. You're going to re- rejuvenate St. John's basketball, which has been – you know, very down lately. You grew up in L.A. Yeah. What made you choose St. John's? Uh, Like they said, the best of both worlds. So me being on the West Coast, maybe want to try out the East Coast. And I have family over there, so I thought it would be a great experience to, to try something new. What other schools made you offers besides St. John's? Because you were a top prospect coming out of high school, obviously. It was Washington. I had the whole Pac-12. I had... um. Mother, so this has been years since I can remember that. But it was, it was a lot of <laughs> other schools. Now, Norvell, unfortunately, you ruled academically ineligible. What do you yeah. wish you could have done differently? Or, like, what happened during that time? Uh, what happened is just schoolwork, classes, not being as focused as I should, and um, just not taking everything into consideration about my future at the time. But then... Uh-huh. 
what could I have done better? You, no, I, I appreciate the honesty. What What do you wish you could have done differently with that? Oh, definitely be more focused in class and um, buckle down on my classwork. Okay, so you leave St. John's. Where do you go next? Uh, I went to a prep school. Went to a prep school called Phelps in um, Pennsylvania. Then I went back now, home. Mm-hmm. Hmm? No, my, my question to you is, I know after the prep school, what made you choose Iona? Because I, I was always fascinated because, like I said, growing up in the city, living in the city, always following you, Googling your name, and then I see that Norvell Tell chooses Iona. What made you choose Iona? Going back to New York. I love New York. So it's like I wanted to be back in the city, and Iona was like a perfect fit for me. And the atmosphere at Iona, being a small college and whatnot, and the coaching staff, like it made me really want to just go there and, and call it home. You know, there's a great article uh, with the Iona coach where he says he still thinks about you all the time because the team that year, they made a tournament, and he always says it. I, I wish I can quote it exactly. He says, just imagine if I had a legit 6'11 center who jumps through the ceiling, what could have happened? Does that mean, do you think about that a lot, what you could have done for Iona in the NCAA tournament? I think about that all the time. I think about what I could have done at St. John's. But at Iona, I definitely felt like we could have made a, a better a, a better impact if I was there. We would have definitely gone further, but at the same time, like, it happens for everything happens for a reason, so I can't really just, like, dwell on it as much. But I did think about it back in the day, and it's just, like, I definitely felt like I, I let some people down, but then again, like, I felt like I could have done something different if I was to attend Iona. Now, Nobel, after you leave Iona, if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, correct me. Didn't you went out to Los Angeles College Prep Academy, right? Yes. Now you played there, yeah. and now you're 20 years old. Why not go to college for a year instead of entering the draft? Why not do college for one year and refine your skills a little more? Uh, there's a few reasons. I felt like at the time I needed to help support my family. So with mm-hmm. me entering the job, it would probably would have, would have helped my family. And I was, like, honestly, I was, like, getting over school the whole, not being eligible, not being able to play. And I felt like if I had just declared and go to the league, it would have been smooth sailing from there. It must have been so frustrating thinking you're so close to playing and then getting the call that you're ineligible again. You probably just get so – it's just a, it's a heartbreaking, isn't it? Definitely is. It is, especially knowing that you um you want to go to college and that, that just that little hump of not being able to get the academics right is gets frustrating at times to the point where you're just like, man, I just, I'm just going to go hoop to get about school. Now, let's rewind a few years. You have the mindset where you are now, where you're beyond dedicated, you're beyond focused. Do you still uh, choose St. John's? No one can go to any school. Do you still want to go to St. John's? If it was a few years ago, would you change your mind? Do you go to Kentucky or Calipari for one year? Do you go to Carolina? Do you still go to St. John's? I still go to St. John's. Because I, I just love New York. Yeah. I, love, I love the atmosphere of New York. I love St. John's. I love the coaching staff. I love everything about it. Now, I, I mean this. Uh, I know you got a tweet. Right before I tweeted you, a guy I worked with, Eddie, same last name, Pele, he uh, tweeted to you about the draft, and we both were talking about you, and in, in, we were talking in-depth about you. My other question, mm-hmm. it's truly intriguing. Why last year did you choose to play in the D-League instead of going to Europe? Because I don't know what your contracts were, but you 
definitely could have played in Europe. Why choose the D-League over Europe? Uh, for, for the simple fact, I knew, for one, that I would be around more GMs, more NBA coaches and whatnot. The NBA will be able to watch me more because I okay. am in their, their um, developmental league rather than being overseas where I'm just, like, I'm in another country and I'm all by myself. And it's like I have to fend for my own. So it was, it was still like I had my family there to help me out, support me along the way, and um, it was it was it was a development process. So I used that as my college year to develop and whatnot. But if I could, like I'll do the D League over again. But I definitely want to experience overseas, the overseas life, just so I could have it on on my agenda and in my books. Now, tell me about the D League. Obviously, of course, it's not the NBA. Are every every person there just plays their ass off trying to get to the league? Is it D League? Is it fun? Is it like the minor leagues of baseball? Just tell me what the D League's about. Uh, it's definitely it's 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 fun. It's real fun because, like I said, you're in front of you're in front of um, NBA coaches, you're in front of GMs. At times it gets rough because long um, bus rides, you have connecting flights and whatnot, and um. But overall, like, you're going to be developed regardless. It's going to be developed into the NBA system instead of the college system where you're playing for that college coach and you're learning his system. With the D-League, you're learning the NBA. You learn the terminology. You learn the spots you're supposed to be in. You learn the, um, you learn the, the physicality and the, the maturity of, of playing on that level. So the D-League is definitely a positive. It was a positive outlook rather than, like, what I was hearing from others saying, like, be, you'll get sucked into it, like, it's not all that good, it's this, that, and the third. But going into it, like, I, I didn't use that negative mindset. I used that positive mindset of, this is my college year. This is my time to develop and get better and get stronger and get, get faster, get, get whatever I need to improve on. I'll use it throughout that year to build upon my skills. Now, Tomorrow's the NBA draft, obviously. I, yes. I'm going to tell you right now, the reason your Google name is probably high up on the search engine is because I keep Googling you because a couple of mock drafts <laughs> as, actually have you going late second round. I was going to ask you if you're okay. going to be at the draft. Obviously not because you're out in California. Will you be truly disappointed if your name's not called? Do you intend on being drafted tomorrow night, or do you hope to be? Yeah, I, definitely, I definitely hope to be drafted. Like That's okay. ultimately my, my dream and my goal, but... At the same time, if I'm not drafted, I, I'll just have to, like, once that bridge is there, they cross, I'll cross it. I'll just have to do the summer league and prove to them that they made a mistake on not calling my name. Now, I've read a few great pieces on you saying your work ethic is through the roof, and I wish I had, I wish I had the article. I think it might have been on Yahoo where they said that they wish you had this work ethic two years ago. What drives you to the point where you're playing – through the roof, like what's 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 your driving inspiration? Uh, well, last year, a few years ago, my mother had four strokes within a year, and she hasn't been the same from what I knew her when I was growing up and whatnot. And seeing her and just talking to her and looking her in her face and her eyes and seeing like the the, the pain is it definitely makes me just wants to push myself even more to get her out of the situation that she's in. Seeing my sisters, I have my sisters definitely here as my backbone. Getting my whole family out out of the situation that they're in. And I know and I feel like if I don't do it, no one else will. So 
So with that being said, I put all the weight on my shoulders so that I have to work every day, work towards my goal, work towards getting them better, work towards making everybody's life that's around me, that's impacting me in a positive way, better. So that's, that's, that's what makes me like, change my work ethic. Yeah, if that's an inspiration. I don't know what is. Now, what teams have you worked out for? I think I read that you worked out for the Lakers and the Raptors. Have you worked out for other teams besides those two? And the um, 76ers. And then your D-League, you're the, on Delaware, that's a 76ers, basically D-League, minor league team, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, right now, if you're not drafted, what happens then to Norvell's Hell? If you, if unfo- let's, uh, I'm, and this is truth. I'm praying you get drafted tomorrow night. What happens if, worst case scenario, you, you do not get drafted tomorrow night? What's your next step? Find a team to play on in the summer league and then go from okay. there. And go from and, there, honestly. Yeah. Now, here's a question. I, I told you I've interviewed a ton, a ton of athletes. I always ask this question, and I'm always curious. You're a younger dude from California. Right now, you and I are out. I live in the city. You and I are out. You're trying to impress some girls. You're trying to impress people. You take out your cell phone. Who's the coolest person in your phone? You know, Derek Anderson from Kentucky, he has the greatest answer. And he showed it to me. He screenshotted me. He has Jordan's number. Who's the coolest person in your phone? You want to impress somebody. Who's, what number do you have in your phone that can impress people? The coolest person? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have Earl Clark. I have Alan Crowd that I played with. Um, probably, honestly, honestly, the coolest person in my phone is my mother. You know, That's listen, the coolest person in my phone. You know about so many people. I'm telling you, Cameron Mills, all these Kenny Anderson. I'm waiting for them to say Jordan, Magic, Bird, Shaq, and Kobe. They're like, my mom, all my kids. The answer is just great. Now, who do you um, – a few more questions, and thank you again for taking some time out. Who do you model your game after? Is there any players that you watch and say, I want to do that? Do you model your game after anybody? Yeah, I definitely model my game after, like, a KG, Amari mm-hmm. Stoudemire, Kevin Durant mixture. Okay. So it's like it's like a little mixture of all three of them. So, yeah, that's what I model my game after. Now, a few basketball questions. What do you think LeBron does? Your opinion, obviously, no inside info. What do you think LeBron does? Does he stay with Miami or does he go elsewhere? We know he opted out. What do you think LeBron goes? Uh, I think he might stay for for the money, for a little bit more money. But it's a possibility. What, yeah. Like everybody's been saying, he'd probably head back home. Now, what about Melo? As a New Yorker, what do you Mello? think Melo does? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I, you know, listen, I'm a Knicks fan. I want Melo to say, but I can't hate on the leaves. The Knicks give him nothing to work with. Now, Norvell, quick question, exactly. a couple more. What do you okay. offer to your NBA team right now? What is your biggest strength that when a team looks at you, they talk to you, what is the biggest strength you have and your biggest weakness? What do you know you have to work on, and what do you automatically give them? Besides your height, you can teach height. I love when scouts say that. And you have the height. You jump through the roof. Your biggest strength, your biggest weakness. My biggest strength, rim protector. I protect the rim. Nobody's mm-hmm. getting the ball over me. And my weaknesses, <laughs> I, I definitely have to um, work on my strength, get a little stronger, just um, be a little bit more aware, like know the game more instead of instead of like just playing it. Just know know everybody's um, flaws and what they like to do and all that stuff. So learning the game more on a um, on a different basis, but as far as studying it is my weakness I need to work on more. 
No, no, a couple things. Your agent, your agent and I were speaking to each other a little bit before we agreed to the interview. What ma- I'm curious about this. What makes you pick your agent? Does he promise you this or that? What made you pick him as an agent? Uh, he's just he he first he works he works with um Jerry West. Okay. Then oh, wow. he knows he knows a lot of people in the um, front office. And one thing about him, he just keeps it real. Like he doesn't sugarcoat nothing. Excuse me. He tells me what I don't want to hear, mm-hmm. but I need to hear. And then at the same time, he's he's always he's cool to talk to. I can call him at any time, tell him about the situation. He he's there to give me advice and whatnot. So that's the reason why I picked him. And it's, um, a, it's a smaller agency, so he's more he's going to be more focused on on me. That's great. Now listen, I have to ask you, and I know it's not going to come out right. Are you resentful of any of the players? And that's I know that comes out wrong, but my best friend, I won't say his name, my best friend in the world, went to the University of Virginia, could have been one of the best players to come out of the class, didn't take it as serious as he should have. And he's going to kill me for saying that, mm-hmm. but it's true. All his other friends go to the, uh, go to the NFL, my best friend in the world, huge prospect coming out of New York, didn't take it as serious. Do you resent knowing that you were up there with um, – with Anthony Davis, Kid Gilchrist, Brandon Beal. You go to rivals, your name was up there with all of them. Does that ever, like, just mm-hmm. bother you at night? Or, does, like, do you hold it? Is that what drives you? Like, I'm, I'm always curious about that because I looked at that list and you were the number one ranked center with these guys. Did, do you hold any resentment towards them or does it bother you? Uh, you know, at, at one time I really was just like, I should have been in that position. Mm-hmm. But that was the old immature me. And now I just look at it like as far as me, I've been in a position, I've been in different situations where I felt like I've matured and I've looked at the world in a different different view, different aspect. So it's not, it's, I don't resent anybody. I just use it as, like, I, their, their head, like, I got to go after them. Like, they're the next person I have to go after, just so I can prove myself. So, no, okay, it's just a couple questions and, I, and I'll let you go. Three dinner okay. guests right now, living or dead, three dinner guests right now with Norvell Pell. Who do you want to have dinner with? Three people. Three dinner guests right now. You're allowed to have dinner or go out for a drink with three different people. Who are they? Right now? Uh, living? Are they living or or, or just what? Living or dead. Any any three people you want to sit down and have dinner with? I want to sit down with Martha Luther King, okay. Martha Jordan, okay. and Oprah. Not not bad three. Okay. Hobbies. Norvell Pell, besides playing basketball, working every day, Give me some of your hobbies. I'm an artist. I like to draw. Oh, wow. I like to okay. hang out. I like to, I like to um, play video games, uh, watch TV. Um, that's it. That's it. Really. All right, now, well, here's the thing. And this is how it works. If, I, I'm not a memorabilia guy. I don't collect the memorabilia. But every person who comes on my show, regardless of if they're a Hall of Fame or Super Bowl champion, whatever, I send them something, they sign to me. So here's the deal before we hang up. Whatever team you go to, hopefully tomorrow night you get drafted. Hopefully you go to a team with a Kentucky guy on, because then you're going to get me the Kentucky guy on the show. But whatever, whatever, te- whatever team you get drafted, I'm sending you down something, you've got to sign for me. But here's the deal we make. Because I'm, okay. I'm going to say his name. Dan- I don't know if you know him. Daniel Orton. I don't know if okay. you know who he is. Yeah. Okay. So Daniel Orton, he was in Kentucky. He leaves Kentucky. I hit him up on Twitter. He comes on the show. He does two shows with me with texting back and forth. Then he signs with the Thunder, never returns my call. So you guys tell me right now, when you become big time, when you make the league, here's the deal. The day you sign with an NBA team and you go to a few practices, after your first NBA game, you come on the show. Is that a deal? That's a deal, bro. 
I hold that against you. I definitely got you. I definitely got you. Listen, remember, before you were huge, you came on my show, right, bro? Yeah, of course. Hey, nothing's going to change, man. Nothing's going to change. Like, the only thing that's going to change is my mental. But other than that, I'm still going to be the same one as well. No, bro, listen to me. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Good luck tomorrow. I'm praying you get drafted. God bless your mother and uh, keep up the hard work, bro. You're going to make it special, all right? Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time out to do this interview for me, man. Listen, good luck. I'm going to be following you, man. Make us proud, all right, bro? All right, bro. Because I'm, I'm going to tweet this interview and you just retweet it, all right, bro? Okay, I will. See you later, partner. All right, bro. What, what an awesome interview with Nobel Pell. You know, this is the truth. When he signed with St. John's, it was huge when he signed with St. John's. The, he was number Remember, this is a class with Anthony Davis, Keith Gilchrist, Austin Rivers, Brandon Beal. The list goes on and on. He was the number one ranked center. He had a few bumps in the road. He's, if you're bored, just Google Norvell Pell, he, his highlight tape is through the roof. He's a natural shot blocker. They call him the gazelle. He jumps through the roof. I'll be at the draft tomorrow night. You'll probably see me on TV screaming and yelling with UK painted on my face. And really, how could you not root for someone like that? Listen, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Everyone have a great night. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.